Hello, my pumpkins. This is Chloe Taylor, and welcome to Authentic and Unapologetic. Here, we explore spirituality and psychology. It is my goal with this podcast to remind you that when you stand tall in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Hello, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to Authentic and Unapologetic. This is going to be kind of a one-off episode. Most of my podcast is about like psychology and spirituality and planetary alignments and like building a life that you're really proud of, which this technically falls under that category, but I feel like this one is a little bit more niche. So I understand this is not going to be everybody's episode, but those of you that have asked over and over and over, which I do get asked about this a lot, um, I'll probably make a YouTube video as well soon. I don't want to promise anything because I'm still very much getting back into the groove of working a normal schedule when I just moved my whole ass life uh, across several states and like a thousand miles. So um, I am still kind of getting it together, but uh, I've done YouTube videos on this in the past and I will actually link for you the playlist on this stuff. Uh it's like, I think it's called like YouTube school or something. I'll link the playlist for you below the episode if you want to listen to it. But this episode, I want to revisit the basically how to, I, I've thought about like, oh, a successful YouTuber or like, honestly, I wanted to be even more niche and talk about being a tarot card channel or like doing spirituality. Obviously, my focus is on tarot because that's what my main business is, is I run a tarot card reading channel on YouTube and then I have my podcast and all like this stuff too, like my podcast merchandise, things like that. But I wanted to talk to you all about specifically starting your YouTube channel. And I have four different points for this. And this might be a small refresher if you're somebody that has considered making a YouTube channel. I think that this episode will still be helpful, even if you're not in the same niche as me. But I... To give you a little bit of background, if you are new or this is the first episode or maybe somebody sent you this episode, which I highly encourage if you have that one friend in your life that wants to start a YouTube channel, this might be a good episode to send their way. But basically, I have a background in YouTube for over eight years now. I started out in 2013. Technically, technically, technically. I started out in 2010 or 11, because I had a channel that was focused on weight loss in like 2010. And I didn't update it that often, but I actually did lose like a hefty chunk of weight. I was doing it really unhealthily. I don't recommend it. The channel has been deleted. You can't find those videos anymore, but, uh, I did run that for like a year or so and it never really went anywhere. I think I had like 98 followers after a whole year of working on it. So that one never really went anywhere. Um, but then I got into gaming in 2013 and I ran that channel for about seven years. I still have it and I still like, it's in my peripheral if I ever went back to it. And I will link this channel down below before you as well in all my channels, uh, which is two that I have right now. I have my coffee gaming channel and then my Chloe Taylor channel, which is the one that is tarot focused. And my coffee gaming channel 
this one I do feel like hit like a peak of success somewhere. Like, I don't really feel like it was ever everything I wanted it to be, but I do feel like I had a relatively successful career. Uh, to the point that I was getting invited to gaming events that were fully paid for by other companies. And I got to meet a lot of other creators in the field. And I really did have like a really, like I, I do, I feel like that career was by my standards quite successful, but eventually I lost passion for it. And then I always had a secondary YouTube channel, but I was always very sporadic with uploading on it. And I took the opportunity to take that secondary channel I was running um, and I uploaded a tarot video and I actually uploaded quite a few tarot videos. None of them really popped off. And I want to say it was in like May of 2020. No, that can't be right. I want to say it was prior to that. I don't remember exactly when. Actually, you know what? Let me pull this out. I have a notebook that I track a lot of my progress in for YouTube. So it looks like July 2020 was when I really got my like big YouTube break on my current trajectory that I'm on. So I worked in the YouTube field for years before that. And I feel like I know a lot. <laughs> I've studied my craft really hard. And I feel that in another life, I would have been an excellent YouTube coach. I would have I would have pursued the path of coaching other people how to have successful online businesses because I just I've collected so much data over doing it myself. And it's it's not always about the data either. I think that it also is about your purpose, your passion and why you're doing it. And you know, whether that is to be entertaining to others or whether that is to make money, whether like whatever your purpose in it is, right? It doesn't always have to be to give a certain service to other people. It could literally be to get yourself out of poverty. But the thing is, the more you are deeply connected to it, this is like, I guess, a bonus point that I didn't put on my original list. But I just want to remind all of y'all that are wanting to start YouTube channels and even if it's like just for fun, that's totally okay. I mean, I think I started my gaming channel for fun. It wasn't something that was meant to make money or be this big successful thing. But I feel that even if it's for fun, like that's okay. But if you are somebody that is wanting to turn it into a career and do more, I feel like your purpose has to be really important as you're getting started. Why are you creating? What are you creating? What is the purpose of that creation? And what do you plan to do with it? You know, when you think about getting a million views, right, let's pretend for a moment. If you think about getting a million views, do you want a million views just because you want people to see how fabulous you are and like stroke your ego in some type of way? Or are you wanting to touch a million lives in a certain way that makes them shift in new and interesting ways. You know, like what, what is it that you are trying to cultivate? Do you want to make a million people laugh? So you're going to become an entertainer. Like it's coming up with that purpose. There are a million different purposes for starting a YouTube channel. And I want to encourage you that none of them are wrong or bad, but I would encourage that if it is meant to be something that is a career path, 
I would encourage you to let it sink into you at a heart-centered level because I'm not saying that you can't upload your first video, go viral overnight. I'm not saying that doesn't happen to people because it does. But I am saying that the only reason I attribute my own success, if you want to listen to what I have to say, I attribute my own success to having a very strong why. Because I would go months and months and months and months and months with like little to no viewership. And in those times when you are not getting a lot of attention or people aren't watching your videos or they're not staying or they're not commenting or, you know, whatever, when you're not getting that engagement on your videos, your why is the thing that presses you to keep going anyways, because it's not about the views. The views will come if you have that strong purpose, passion, and why for what you're doing. If that, like, I hope that helps. Like your why has to be very crystal clear and... I think that that is like number one is before you even consider getting started, ask yourself and be honest with yourself. Why? Is it because you want to be noticed in a certain way? Is it because you want to serve people in a certain way? Is it because you want to build something different for yourself? Is it because you want to change generational legacies in your life? Like what is the why? Because motivation is a whole load of bullshit. <laughs> we all start out really strong in the beginning. And we think that that is going to be the thing that's going to keep us. But motivation's bullshit. You have motivation for a little bit, but it's in those bleak undercurrents where nothing is happening that you will lose it. And if you have a strong why, you will pass over what, um, I don't remember who called it this, but I actually watched some public speaker talk about this. Um, they kind of drew this graph that was a U shape and at the top of like the right side of the U shape, if you were looking at it, they had a little check mark that said like the starting point, you know, when you're filled with such motivation and you're ready to get in and dig your heels in and make something. And then over time, if you don't see a certain level of attraction coming in, you start to dip into that U until you're at the very bottom, what is known as the Valley of Despair. And in the Valley of Despair, motivation isn't going to do shit because you don't have it. <laughs> so you have to have a very strong why and the reason for doing it that is going to get you out of that Valley of Despair until you actually start to see success up on the other side. So, and that isn't even how it happens for everybody. Like I said, some people upload a video and they do go viral overnight. It happens. But for most people and even people that I've talked to in the industry, it is that you have to just keep going, even when it feels very bleak. Or if you feel like, why am I trying? Or you get that one negative comment. It's that why that will keep you much moving forward anyways. So number two, so this is literally just starting out. Okay. Number two is I want you to study and study in a myriad of ways. First and foremost, I actually have notebooks full of this stuff. And this is why I say that I think in another life, I would have loved to have coached people on this stuff because I was, I am a Virgo in the 10th house. We talk about this all the time. Virgo will get in there to the nitty gritty, especially when it comes to career. And they want to know the ins and the outs of how everything works. And for me, I would study other people's channels constantly. This was something I did. 
I don't really do it now, but maybe I could do with like doing another one of these soon for myself because it, I think it honestly really refreshes inspiration and it makes things feel exciting again. So I encourage these as like, and I've talked about this in another podcast as well, where you do like a day where you just focus on being creative and brainstorming new things one day out of the month. And I haven't had one of these in a while, but I encourage you to get a notebook. It could be digital or on paper and pen, however you want to do it. And I want you to look in the niche that you are going into. If there are other creators that have inspired you, I want you to study their channels. I want you to look at what they do, how they do it, how they present it. What are their color schemes? How do they edit? You know, and if there, if this takes a long time, that's okay. It should if you see something that they're doing in their video that you have no fucking clue how to do it, research. We have Google and it is a beautiful thing. There have been hundreds of times that I have seen something used in an editing style that I have loved that I will spend hours studying that one thing because I want to be proficient at it. I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to my career. So I might be the worst person to talk to because I will study the smallest details for hours, like learning how to edit photography the way that I do with all of the orange tones. As y'all see, if you go to my YouTube channel, all of my thumbnails kind of have an orangey glow to them. I studied for hours and even days, I would say, to get that so specific to how I like it to present it on my channel. And I did that with a bunch of purpose behind it too. But that I think I've talked about that in other uh, parts of this series as well. But studying other channels, it's not because you're going to copy their work verbatim. It's that you need to see what's out there number one, so you can see that it's possible. And number two, I find that if you are doing it with the right lens, not to copy and steal from other people, but to start to form your own brand by what you see. I also don't really believe in copying. This is something that is a very controversial topic in this industry and in any industry where you put your work out there. Don't get me wrong. I think if you open somebody's book and literally started writing it word for word or took somebody's um, YouTube video and literally just stuck their audio over what you were doing. Yes, I think that can be very much in the realm of like plagiarism and copying. But when it comes to taking an aesthetic to taking um, a certain editing style, a certain way of branding, even, as long as it's your own, like, I feel like copying doesn't even really exist. We all just kind of learn from each other. And um, even when it comes to like quoting people, you know, I just I have a very different opinion. I know a lot of people take copying very seriously, and it really upsets them. But I it depends. Like I said, if it is like a word for word thing, or like a specific thing, yes, like, there was somebody in the industry that just had somebody I admire, that just had one of their jewelry designs completely stolen. And that to me, yeah, was totally stealing. Like, it was literally exact replicas. And so I feel like if it is exact, yes. But if we're just taking bits and pieces, I don't really see that as an issue personally. But that is up to you and how you decide to do things. But the point of studying the other channels, I would say to study 10 different channels, if you can find that many on the niche that you're wanting. 
study. And even if you don't want to niche down that hard and you just want to study 10 different channels that you enjoy, this is a really good way of understanding what you want to create. So ask yourself why their videos are entertaining. What is it about them that you like? Is it the editing? Is it the way that they present themselves? Is it the aesthetic? Is it the content that's being given? You know, really study that stuff out. And then, and only then, once you kind of gathered all this information, you're going to start to, as step number three here, you're going to start to build your own name and aesthetic. And I find this to be very important. I know some people don't give a damn and they will just put things out there. And I think that's cool if that works for you. Uh, I thrive on aesthetics. <laughs> I am such an aesthetic person. Like I said, I spent days trying to suss out how I wanted my thumbnails to look. And they're all curated a certain way. You can tell which thumbnails are mine. In Like if you saw a bunch of tarot card reading videos on a sidebar of a YouTube channel, you can tell which ones are mine because I have a very specific way of doing it. And I've tailored that to my channel for that reason, because I want to stand out. Um, so building your aesthetic is something that I would encourage you to do you know, building your, and also picking a name. This I feel like goes in line with aesthetic. When you pick your name, you want it to be something that you can get on every platform. Don't pick something that you have to add underscores on one platform and not this platform or pick something that goes across every platform because it makes people more likely to follow you. Like I'm Chloe Taylor and I am Chloe Taylor everywhere. And I think honestly, that has kind of been my saving grace in a way. I've had so many scammer accounts pop up over the last month, which I'm currently in my 11th house transit, which is the house of like public enemies and Mercury was in Gatorade and it was a whole thing uh, in October. Cause again, you're listening to this in November, but while that was going on, I think the fact that I actually have the handle Chloe Taylor, no dots, no exclamation points, no spaces, no numbers. I have it exactly the way that it is on my channel. I think that was a big part of my saving grace in keeping people from getting scammed. So like building a name that, that, is representational of your brand, but also picking one that goes the same across every platform. Um, before you even choose it, look it up, like go to Instagram, put that name in the search bar and see if other people have it and do the same for Twitter or TikTok or YouTube, you know, wherever you're going to be looking, you want to make sure that it tracks across the whole thing. And when building your aesthetic, uh, I really, I use so many programs. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, when you're first starting out, I would highly recommend Canva as just an option because it is free unless you want to do the pro version. I have the pro version. My assistant uses it. I use it. But you do not have to do that when you're starting out. You can use the free version. But if you like get money from doing what you're doing, or you have a little more money to invest, I would highly recommend um, editing on a Mac. I think Final Cut Pro personally is the best editing software. I've used Adobe. I've used Sony Vegas. I've used um, Direct something. I've used um, that Filmora. I've used... I feel like I've used them all. <laughs> I've used iMovie. Um, but if you have any money to put into it, 
Um, these are the things that I recommend. I, I use Final Cut Pro on my Mac, which that is only a Mac only software. If you have a Mac, I would encourage you to put the money into that. Um, Photoshop, which I think I pay like $20 a month or something like that to have Lightroom and Photoshop, which I use them both. But that's because I also, I'm crazy. Okay. I have ADHD. I'm convinced. I'm, I don't know why I say I'm convinced. I was diagnosed with ADHD. I feel like I'm still a little bit in denial. Sometimes I have ADHD. And when I get excited about something, I will follow it for like a week long stint. (laughs) So I taught myself photography and I love photography just in general. I think it's really fun. Um, but it's not something I like to do professionally, but because I do that, I recommend Lightroom and, uh, Photoshop because I know how to use them because I taught myself how to use them. Um, if you're not ready for all that, and that just feels like way too much to get into branding, I would highly recommend Canva. It's very user-friendly and there's so many great features on there. You can create almost anything. Um, but like I said, if you have a little more time, a little more energy, a little more money, those are some things I would recommend. Um, is there any other programs that I use? I don't think so. Oh, I also use this one called, um, later that allows you to schedule your Instagram posts that my assistant uses and schedules out posts for me. Um, so that's a really good one too, but just for building your aesthetic, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that, but I would just say Canva as a starting point. And if you have more money, time, or energy to invest in more, I would go with Final Cut Pro and, uh, Lightroom and Photoshop. Um, and then coming down to step number four, you're going to want to get some eyes on what you're doing before you launch it. So don't talk to somebody that always shits on all your ideas, Uh, Actually, before we get into the rest of this one, I do want to take a moment to let y'all hear a word from our sponsors because they allow us to do what we do here. So let's hear a word from our sponsors and then I'll tell you more about this step number four. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay. Step number four is to let others see it. So this is going to be like a trusted friend, a significant other, somebody that you know will be able to give you feedback, but there don't go to somebody that always shits on all your ideas. Like, don't get me wrong. I think constructive criticism is good, but in the beginning when you are creating and like birthing something new into the universe, basically you want somebody that can be honest with you, but not mean to you. So You do want to let others see it, though, and just ask them if they think this is a good direction. And notice if they're watching your video or something that you've made, this goes beyond videos. Maybe you're doing podcasting. Maybe you're doing uh, photography or something, but or TikToks even. Notice when they lose interest and pick up their phone or start to look somewhere else and ask them if there was something that you could have shifted there, if there was an edit that could have been made, if something could have changed in order to bring that interest back. Because this is some shit that like companies bring in 
experts. Like you're a one man show at this point or a one woman show or a one person show, but companies will bring in like experts to track this stuff. So you kind of have to be the one that does it for yourself and notice when there are lulls and where there are things that move a little slower in the content that you've made that make people not want to pay attention to it and make changes if necessary, or maybe it's perfect and you don't need to make any changes. And then the last thing is to do it. (laughs) I feel like I'm very guilty of this. And maybe many of you are as well. We'll put it off. We'll put off making the video. We'll keep picking apart the aesthetic. We'll keep changing our names. We'll keep shifting it and changing it and making it perfect until the day that we launch. And then you know what happens? Launch day never comes because we're constantly picking apart every little thing that we've done and that we're doing. And there has to be a point where you decide that this is good enough and this is what is going to see the light of day. And I would encourage you to actually set a launch date for yourself as soon as you start building. Know that that launch date can be moved, but I would really say strive for that original launch date unless absolutely necessary. Because with that original launch date, you also, when you get into this, this goes beyond these like first five steps. You are the person that is going to have to be accountable to keep an upload schedule, to keep yourself making content, however you see fit. And so if you don't have the wherewithal to get it done now, to get yourself set for that launch date, then what's to say that you're not going to get three weeks in, hit that valley of despair and decide it's not worth it, which granted, that's okay. Maybe YouTube is not going to be your thing. I'm just speaking from my own experience in how I have continued to press forward and make a very successful business a few times, being an online entrepreneur and creating channels and creating, just being a creative, basically a creative type online. And pushing past that is going to be really important, but you have to be able to give yourself some structure. And that is probably my biggest battle in truth. Out of everything I do as an entrepreneur, I, yes, I'm very detail oriented and really get down into the nitty gritty of things. However, I lack structure. Structure is very hard for me, especially as a Sagittarius rising. I hate structure. It makes me upset. I hate commitment. I hate structure. And I have anxiety when I don't structure. But when I do structure, there's a part of me that feels suffocated by it. So I have to find this like happy middle ground of what is the bare minimum that I can do. And on the weeks that I feel really steamed up, how can I do a little bit more? And I feel like as I'm talking about this, the just doing it, obviously be gentle with yourself. This is a big process. You know, if we look at the entire project of launching a brand or launching a YouTube channel, launching that podcast, whatever it is, you're literally birthing something into the world that hasn't been created yet. And it doesn't mean that other people haven't done something similar, but nobody is you and nobody has done it the way that you will do it. And if we think about the actual process of like childbirth, look at how hard it is. Look at how much goes into that. Look at, you know, it is a difficult process to get to that place. And even after the fact, especially if you're a first time parent of something, you know, online or otherwise, there is so much anxiety, worry and scared energy that comes with it. Sometimes if we are not putting conscious effort to just doing it sometimes. So 
that is kind of like my big closing note is just do it. As Nike would say, just do it. Just put the time in, put the attention in, make the videos. They don't have to be perfect. And I'm going to be very honest with you. You're probably going to look back six months in and hate the original videos that you've made because you're going to learn how much better and different it can be with practice. And my first tarot card reading videos, they're not trash, but they're not as good as the ones that I make now are. But that's because I've learned with time and energy and dedication to my craft and making more and more and more videos. And that's what I want to remind you of is that even if your first upload isn't like the greatest thing you've ever made, that's probably going to happen. You're eventually going to find that that video, you don't love it as much as you did initially. But if you continue to go and do and make more things, you're just going to learn more and more and more and get more and more comfortable making things as well, because it can be kind of scary when you're not used to it. So just do it, just set the date, make it work for you, get the content out there. And you literally have nothing to be scared of. If it's just other people's opinions that you're scared of, living your life and breathing can offend other people. Like it's, it's like, don't let other people, fear of other people's judgment hold you back because gosh, what I have learned in this industry over all of these years is that people are going to hate on whatever you decide to make. There's always going to be people that don't like something you've said, that don't like a certain way that you've done things, that understand things differently. And it doesn't mean that we are always right and they are always wrong. It just means that there's always going to be an opposing side to anything that you do or create. And so you better just go and do what whatever it is that you want to do and make, you know? Anyways, that's all I have for this episode. I hope those of you that are wanting to get more into entrepreneurship and creation and making an online life for yourself, I hope that this episode gave you some kind of assistance and help in that. And if you want more in-depth information on this kind of stuff, like I said, I have a whole YouTube playlist that goes over this. So definitely check it out. I will link it down below for you. And please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. I love you so much, pumpkin, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye.